Hello, hello, hello. This is Self-Friendship Podcast and I'm Blizzard Planet. This is my fourth episode, which means I have been recording this for a whole month, which is very cool, especially because I knew I wanted to start this podcast for a little while and then one day some impulse came over me, my intuitive impulse came over me and I recorded my first episode. You can hear the story about that if you go back and listen to my first episode, which you can find at the top of my Substack page, planetbutter.substack.com. All right, so welcome back or welcome aboard. If you want to email me with any questions about your self-friendship practice, share a story about your party of one, having fun with yourself, for yourself, as yourself, anywhere, everywhere, no matter who's there, email me at selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. I would love to get to know you, have a little chat, and see where you're at in your journey. Today, I'm going to tell you my answer to last week's question, why naivety is necessary, a party of one story from this week, relate how we use technology to self-friendship, a way to ground yourself and gain clarity, and then I'll send you off with a brand new question to self-reflect, self-connect, and email me if you so desire, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. All right, my answer to last week's question, which was, what's a challenging situation where having a positive perspective led to a positive outcome? And on the other end, what is a challenging situation where a negative perspective perpetuated negative outcomes. So I had a healthy think about this one and I decided to tell you guys about the time that I was in Mexico by myself for three weeks in an adorable city called Playa del Carmen where I suddenly had to get an emergency wisdom tooth extraction. Again, by myself in a city I've never been before in a foreign country, emergency wisdom tooth extraction. Okay. Now, to me, I was in severe pain, but honestly, I so genuinely make the best of every situation and trust in myself, in the people around me, and in the universe that everything is happening for me and my best interest and evolvement. So, I had a lot of fun getting my tooth emergency extracted. I wandered around, found my dentista, and she's Absolutely amazing. If anybody needs a recommendation, email me and I will let you know. Selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, I find my dentista after wandering around for, I don't know, a little bit. Sat on their stoop and cried for a bit just because of the pain, but was confident in what was going to happen. And sure enough, she was fucking amazing. And I was in and out of her office in 10 minutes with a referral for an x-ray, the prescriptions I would need for pain medication, and an appointment for the extraction. And by the way, all of this, including extending my Airbnb, because this was towards the end of my trip, and changing my flight, and the payments for the prescription, the x-ray, and the actual extraction, that all cost me, I think it was like $300. That's it for all of that. Meanwhile, in the States, I think it would be uh, at least 3000 <laughs> at least, for even just the extraction. And forget getting an appointment quickly. My lord. 
Anyway, so I had an amazing experience, made some friends, and I was eating a quesadilla um, within 24 hours. So <laughs> it was a grand time. And again, this is my positive perspective leading to a positive outcome. I made some friends, I got shit done, and I got to stay longer in Mexico. It was so much like, what? This is great. So a lot of people I imagine in that situation would be complaining and bitching and moaning and nothing that would, uh, it would go badly because of that attitude. They would have a hard time finding a dentist, let alone a dentist who they like, who they can communicate with, who they can laugh with. I literally, honestly, I'm going to attach a photo of me and my dentista <laughs> holding my wisdom tooth. Uh, yeah, I'm going to include that photo. You're welcome. <laughs> Whew, okay, so that's my story. I would love to hear yours. Let me know. All right, I came up with this quote. A healthy dose of naivety prevents us from conforming to limiting beliefs. Now, that is so important to me because I, I've been walking around for years saying, I think a little bit of naivety is healthy. And that is because when we are constantly chasing knowledge or information about specific things that we are interested in or developing ourselves in, we don't give ourselves the grace and the space for our own creativity to shine through. Because the second we have an understanding about something from somebody else's perspective, then we are automatically limiting ourselves if we believe what they say is the entire truth. And we have to abide by whatever this information is. Rather than thinking critically about it or leaving room to not know certain things so that you can explore and figure out for yourself. Critical thinking is critical being. The ability to be unlimited despite the presented confines of what is provided. I know that's kind of a mouthful, but if you just really reflect on this sentence, critical thinking is critical being. The ability to be unlimited despite the presented confines of what is provided. When we are provided information, similar to what I was just saying, we have the opportunity to think critically about the information so that we can then be a critical person in the nature of exploring our creativity specifically so that we do not limit ourselves based on information from the outside that is being influenced on our brains. Healthy influence, healthy naivety, it's all a balance. It's a matter of taking a little bit from everywhere and holding space for your own creativity to shine through. A healthy dose of naivety prevents us from conforming to limiting beliefs. Okay, now a little party of one story from this week. I went for my beach walk in the morning and I ended up shopping on the boardwalk, which I've never done actually because I'm always biking or skating or walking or just doing something else. So I never really shop there and it's always kind of like, touristy vibes but sometimes it's just fun to play tourist so I did and I made friends with as I do the store owner he's super cool and I bought this adorable little set that's like this funky stripes like crochet kind of knit colorful pattern shorts and tank top and I got all excited 
while I was shopping, he asked me, the owner asked me, because he just bought all this jewelry that he brought in, and he asked me my opinion on it, and I gave him like a 10-minute marketing pitch by accident, just because that's how my brain works, about what he could do, what I don't like, what I do like, what where he could lay it out, which pieces to keep, which ones to get rid of, all, all the things. And because of this exchange, I got a very hefty discount on my little set. And he was very supportive when I told him what I'm going to do with the set because I got really creative because I love playing with clothing, especially I love finding little gems and little and my favorite is vintage clothing, designer vintage specifically. And he had these really cool beaded necklaces and I decided to buy two of the beaded necklaces with the matching set, the colorful set, and I'm going to open up the sides of the tank top just a little bit, and I'm going to thread through. Well, I'm not doing it. I, I hired my friend Sergio to do it for me because he's a tailor. And I'm going to have the necklace thread through the tank top so that I make a whole new little look, and I think it'll be super cute. So that'll be on my Instagram if you guys ever want to check it out when it's done because also the owner said if – it looks great and people seem to like it. He will sell more of them. So, well, I think he will. He said he would, but, you know, it could have just been him being nice. We'll see. I'll go back and I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> All good things. Now I'm going to relate our usage of technology to our self-friendship practice. And I'm going to do that by reading from Stolen Focus by Johan Hari. Because I read this earlier this week and I was super inspired to share it with you guys because I think it's an amazing way for us to take ownership of ourselves, which is a necessity of self-friendship, which is embracing, understanding, and enjoying ourselves. So in Stolen Focus by Johan Hari, he was interviewing slash chatting with Israeli-American tech designer Nir Eyal. And Nir says to... Uh, blah, 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 blah. He says, if we are going to overcome this process of becoming hooked on our apps and devices, we have to develop individual skills to resist the part inside all of us that succumbs to these distractions. He argues to do that, we primarily have to look inward to the reasons why we want to use them compulsively in the first place. He believes individual changes should be the first line of defense. Self-friendship should be the first line of defense. And it has to begin with a bit of introspection, with a bit of understanding of ourselves. An internal trigger is an uncomfortable emotional state. It's all about avoidance. It's all about how do I get out of this uncomfortable state? He believes we all need to explore our triggers non-judgmentally, think about them, and find ways to disrupt them. Okay. I absolutely adored that because I feel that a lot of the times people are very quick to blame the algorithm, blame technology, blame, 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 instead of pointing the finger directly back at ourselves. Yes, these things exist. Yes, we rely on them. And yes, it's evolving and growing and expanding. And so we need to do that with the technology. We need to take responsibility for the way in which we use technology. There are options on our iPhones and our computers, if you use Apple, and I imagine other things I just don't know because I happen to use Apple, there are available options to us to change our notification settings, to set very specific boundaries with who can call us and when if you use the private settings of sleep mode, 
Dark mode, well, obviously, dark mode is a great one, um, but that doesn't have to do with addiction. Sleep mode or personal mode or uh, work mode, or you can even customize different modes. So there's really no excuse. We have to take responsibility for ourselves. We have to own that we recognize that there is a compulsion, an addiction quality to our brains and to our relationship with technology. And though we can't help the way the technology is made, we can help ourselves. So we need to take advantage of these settings that the phones and computers do offer us and actually discipline ourselves into not using and, and using appropriately. Now, don't worry, I'm going to tell you what it is that I do to respect myself and my boundaries with my phone because otherwise I would be a hypocrite. So for me, I do have different modes that I use on my phone proactively throughout my day depending on what type of work I am focused on in that moment so that only specific people can get through to me at specific times. And I also don't check my phone in the morning until I've finished my entire morning routine, which is filled with a lot of steps that I will maybe share another day because I think a lot of people like morning routines and I love talking about them as well. Uh, I also don't use my phone past a certain time at night. Usually it's around 9 p.m. If I happen to be socializing, then my phone is away while I am socializing for the most part. And then when I get home, I do not check my phone. I also don't have any notifications on my phone except the little red badge thing. So that way, my phone isn't telling me when to check my phone. I'm choosing when to check my phone and then the little red dot and number tells me which apps actually need to be checked. And some, in some cases, like Instagram, any social media, I don't have any, not even the badge thing. I just, I just don't care. I'll check when I check. And, well, phone calls come through, but that's really it. I don't let anything else come through but phone calls and FaceTime. No notifications on my screen. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'll check when I want to check. <laughs> that's what works for me. It might not work for you, but that's my version of self-friendship and technology. For the last segment of today's episode, I'm going to tell you guys the difference between individualism and individuality because individuality I find to be constantly celebrated in society, recognizing that everybody is unique. And now what is less celebrated is individualism, which is self-reliant. With Planet Butter, my mission is to forge the two and hopefully inspire everybody to practice self-friendship, embracing, understanding, and enjoying themselves so that we can become our individual parties of one, which is having fun with yourself, for yourself, as yourself. When you become your party of one, it is your ability to use your individuality, your uniqueness, to fuel your individualism, your self-reliance. Let me repeat that. Becoming your party of one is your ability to use your individuality to fuel your individualism. So question for this week's episode is how do you use your uniqueness to fuel your independence email me selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com i will see you next week have a beautiful weekend happy new year oh i'll see you in january cool have a great day <laughs>